Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. That's fucking brilliant days. Brilliant days. Brilliant days where you didn't get a break. Come on, Get a drink. Come Hello everyone and welcome back to the Rogue Report podcast in association with Sunland Community Soup Kitchens. It's Michael Dunn here and we're back in the Hilton after seeing Sunland do uh, really a Sunderland and draw 2-2 from position where we looked fairly comfortable in the first half. I'm joined by deflated Sam and Gary. Sam, how are you feeling? Stupid question, I know. Uh, not the best. We were trying to sum it up before we recorded. And I couldn't do it then, so I don't know what this is going to sound like, but it wasn't the best end, was it? Certainly not. And Gary? Any better? Just feel a bit sick, mate, to be honest. Yeah. From such a high as well. Oh, I know. So, obviously, first half, Sunland was a great, fantastic performance. First half, I thought it was probably the best we played all season. Goals through Ellis Sims and Ross Stewart gave us a 2 0 lead going into half time. Uh, but before that, first only incident in the first half was an injury to Dan Ballard, Sam. Uh, it doesn't look good, does it? He, he went down and I saw from where I could see he was trying to stand up again and he just he couldn't. You could tell how bad it was because it looked like we were trying to do whatever necessary to keep him on the pitch. We stood yeah. him up, he sat back down. But you could tell, couldn't you? And I think everyone was a bit good because without him and Sims, obviously it's literally the League One team, isn't it? Yeah. Albeit a very good one, an organised one. He, Ballard in the first two games, showed his class and showed the step above that you need to play at this level. So just fingers crossed he's, he's back for Wednesday, but I kind of see it. It didn't look good when he walked off. Like. Uh, I don't think it's going to be back for Wednesday at all. And Gary, obviously... A bit strange, he brings, uh, I thought it was a bit strange, Luke O'Neill coming on in centre half. I don't know if it was got to do with the fact maybe he wanted sort of a, a right, right-footed defender sort of in the position, but especially when you have Bailey Wright and Elise on the bench, it seems a bit strange to bring uh, O'Neill on. Very strange, if I'm honest, Mike. I thought Luke O'Neill's putting some shifts in League One at centre half, so there is that, he's got some experience there, but if I'm Bailey Wright and warming up, and watching Luke O'Neill go on instead, uh, I'm probably scratching my head there, particularly as I thought Wright had a good end to the season last year. Yeah, unless he probably didn't do himself any favours on Wednesday night, but I thought O'Neill did okay. Did all right, yeah, yeah, he played all right. Well, the first half was probably the only positive story to talk about, and the first goal I thought was actually really good play from Alex Pritchard. I think he. Am I right in saying he got the ball in? And maybe you'll correct me if I'm wrong there. And Ross Stewart, I think it was it Ross Stewart had to save, or no, da, sorry, Dan, Dan Neal. Dan Neal had the shot. Sorry, I thought it was in it, but it looked a good save, the initial yeah. save. And then Stewart tapped it in. And my, it. my instinct, I just looked at the linesman's yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not getting excited until I see he's got his flag down. But it was a good move overall, I think. It was Pritchard came inside, didn't he? I think he? Pritchard yeah. quickly flicked it onto Neil, who first time side footed it, and it was a good save by the yeah. keeper, to be honest. That's the Stewart's good, isn't it, Gary, getting in the poacher's goal. And then obviously Sims. 
for the second goal. Great move there as well. They probably came to Pritchard again. He sort of think he had tried to take a shot, defender blocked it, and actually just fell to Sims. And what we saw last week he was good at is he just he wants to shoot whenever he gets sort of near outside the box or around the box. So. Yeah, I thought it was a really good goal. I think the ball came long and Sims is either a brilliant first touch or a bad one. Yeah. But it kind of laid, <laughs> laid off to Pritchard, who I thought then got murdered. You said he got blocked off. Maybe yeah. that's what, it looked like he got murdered there and then Sims has finished it off. Yeah. Class, to be honest. But feels like ages. I know. To be honest, I've actually wiped out the first half after the last 10 minutes there. Let's just get to the shit that happened in the second half. I think the second half was sort of a non-event up until the 85th minute when the QPR free kick... Uh, obviously, we, I think we were, there was a counter-attack from QPR. We had a corner. Uh, and I think it was Gooch who took him down. It was the right thing to do in that situation, Sam. You had to take him out of it. But in fairness to the QPR guy, he, he finished it well. Yeah, one thing I will say is it was, in my opinion, the foul on Sirkin going the other way just before the free kick. But obviously, it was definitely a free kick. Gooch, uh, I think he got a shove. Yeah. Uh, deserved probably because he took him out. But no, I, th- I think everyone in the ground, it just it felt, it felt dangerous, didn't it? Even though it was quite far out and you felt... Patterson was quite central. You just, everyone kind of around me, especially, just felt like this might go in. And you knew if this goes in, it's going to be awful, which it was. And it was actually somehow worse than what we imagined. <laughs> like, I think, I don't know what you thought, Gary, but I just thought the whole second half, steadily, we were getting more and more nervous. We were sitting back more and more. We sort of invited QPR into us. So, like, to be honest, I thought we were very, very average today. I, I wasn't impressed with them whatsoever. But as Sam said, it just became that inevitability, especially when that free kick went in. I, I just, I said to my girlfriend beside me, he's like, they're going to score a second here because this is just what Sunderland do. They just, we don't, we struggle with holding on to leads, don't we? Oh, it's, it's frustrating as hell because, as I say, I thought first half we knocked the ball around, controlled the game really, um, lots of energy. I can forgive them a bit because the energy levels went down, the intensity went down slightly in that second half. I didn't think QPR did a lot either. Um, but like you said, until that 80. 80th minute, it started coming at us a bit and that free kick, you just knew it was going in. Like There was a bit of a time delay, I don't know if yeah. someone was injured or... But you knew that was going in the top corner and then we were in for a bit of hell for the last 10 minutes. Less, well, it felt like 10 minutes, I actually think it was less than that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Sam, we'll come to you for the, the, most, the most depressing moment of the whole day. Corner for QPR. I think it's it, it cleared firstly by Anthony Patterson, which I, to be honest, I think he should have. I think he should have caught it, really, if I'm yeah. honest. Uh, but then the ball comes back in, and like, I don't know if it's just a Sunderland thing, but when you see a keeper coming forward, you're like, it's just going to be against us, isn't yeah. it? That a keeper. And in fairness, it was a great header, but I think before that, Patterson really should have really should caught that ball. To be honest, I saw him punch it, and I saw him going through, but it's hard to tell because it's the other end of the ground to me. You'd like to think he'd, he'd catch it, but it was hard to tell. But it was like one, though, it was like something out of a sitcom. <laughs> you saw the ball go out, and you, you knew he was crossing it back in. My dad next to me just went, "Is that their keeper?" And then suddenly, <laughs> bullet header past Patterson, and then at that point, you'd, you're sort of gutted, but you're also a little bit embarrassed because yeah. the keeper scored against you. It's just that's a, it. Yeah, yeah. It's an or it's like it just it, feels in, worse. in the space of five minutes, you went from proud as punch to just. Really, like you want to cover your own face and <laughs> take your sudden on top off, don't you? But and then even after that, it got worse. But I'm sure you're going to go on to that with the miss. And bizarrely, like I was the opposite end of the ground, so I couldn't see it very well. But it, it seems that we, um, it was Embleton, you said, had a chance to keep it, the keeper save it or hit the crossbar. Stewart had the first. Sa- I, I think Stewart flicked it on his left foot. The keeper made a good save, and then it felt Embleton and. It looked well. Everyone was up I, next to it. It looked like he saved it with sort of the underside of his arm. It's bounced, hit the bar, then bounced, and then I, I, I don't know. I still, I'll, I'll see five replays and still not be able to explain <laughs> how it's not went in. So, 
I, you know what? I, I sort of, we didn't deserve to win after that shit show for the last 10 minutes. I actually, well, that's my opinion. I just feel like you can't, if you let a team in with two goals as soft as that, Gary, like, I actually would have felt nearly more embarrassed by getting the win in the last second. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, would, yeah. I take it, obviously, but I'm like, oh. I feel like you realise you're a bit big again when QPR celebrating like that's a win, just. Yeah, yeah. You're mad at the final whistle, just. Yeah, we, we're a big team again, yeah. So <laughs> people like coming up to us. But I don't know, where, where do you go from there, Sam, going into Wednesday? I mean, Alex Neal's going to have to try to raise the troops again. We've lost Ballard now as well. I think it sort of shows that we need more signings because you've still sort of hesitant to bring people on yeah. in the second half. I know Roberts came on and actually I thought he played quite well. Yeah, he sharp, didn't um, he? But he, he was slow to bring people on and I think we definitely need some reinforcements, don't we? Yeah, it's very unlikely we'll get them in before Wednesday and yeah. even if we do, they're not going to be in the match day squad, you know what I mean? But I think with, like you said, Alex Neal's going to have to get them up for it, but they're all going to feel, if we feel like this, yeah. God knows what they're going to feel like. And Wednesday was going to be a really hard game anyway, so... It could go the other way, and Alex Neal could say to them, look how we played. And I know we sat back and set off, but up until 80 minutes, they did nothing, did they? No. Take the first half. We played like we did in the first half. We're going to go toe-to-toe with any team in the division. Yeah. But it's like you say, we saw it against Coventry, and I think Coventry were a better team and played a lot better. I know QPR have a few injuries, but you can't go 1-0 up, 2-0 up against teams and do that because in League One you're going to get away with it someone's going to yeah. someone's keeper in League One isn't even going to go up for the corner <laughs> do you know what I mean Maybe four foot tall, in this yeah. division we're going to drop a lot of points yeah. if we invite pressure because I think we're structurally very good at the back but we're not we haven't got the personnel in this division do you know what I mean we're a League One team so yeah. if you invite teams on the class is going to come through and 100%. like yeah. Gokeres for Coventry's going to bend one in the bottom corner or someone's going to smash a free kick in the top corner yeah so it, hopefully it's a good learning curve and hopefully it gets it out of the way because we're only three games in, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think one thing, sort of based on what Sam's saying there, Gary, as well, is that we haven't actually played for a full 90 minutes. I mean, first half really good against Coventry, second half against Bristol really good and probably the first half today, I wouldn't even say for a lot of the second half we were good. I sort of thought we were settling on the lead and sort of letting them onto us. But I think maybe that comes, we do need to get some more people in, as you said, because it is a lot of like a League One team. Absolutely, I think... If anything, Wednesday night might have even been Alex Neal kind of crying out for a transfer budget, just showing that other half of the squad and saying, look, League One opposition, like, we should be doing better than that. And yeah, we need some players. But then on the other hand, I'm trying to see the positives and think, look, we've kind of made a promise in start. We're unbeaten mm -hmm. in the league. Obviously, I prefer it was two wins and a draw rather than two draws and a win. But yeah. there have been some positives. We've just got to kind of... Yeah. I don't know if it's a stamina thing, but we seem to start brightly. And yeah. I don't know, we first halves have been good so far and we just can't seem to just get our foot on the ball the second half and just keep controlling it. I get that the intensity will drop because we've just put in such a shift in that first half, but we've got to see these games through. Like. I suppose it is a bit of a learning curve and it is only our third game into the championship season. But uh, Sam, just a quick one. Man of the match, I know it's hard to say now. <laughs> it is hard to say. I thought... Sims look good, obviously it's the first time I've seen him live and Stu I know we're touching that earlier, but him and Stuart up front look like a handful because we're, yeah. we're playing good football, but them two give you the option. I know a lot of the time in the first half, Gooch and Dan Neil on this right-hand side were just sort of, not aimlessly, but curling it towards them and I think that's how we got the second goal. So I think them two look good together. I thought Stuart played really well, especially in the second yeah. half when he was a lone strike. He's, he's so much more than just a goal scorer and a number nine, goals, isn't he? He's like... Yeah. It's sort of like having a complete midfielder up front sometimes. So I'd say it's Stuart, it's, it's hard to say at the minute because I'm just picturing their goalie scorer. <laughs> <laughs> Gary? I'd probably 
Oh, it's a tough one. I think I thought Pritchard was all over the place yeah, in the first brilliant. half, as in brilliant, just winning the ball back, brilliant little turns, just creating space all the time. But obviously, the second half, he's kind of lost it a bit. I, I'm not Evan's biggest fan, but I thought he was also doing I was a lot say of that. unsung stuff. Yeah. Just, I just thought he was really good. Was even one point, he flicked the ball over yeah. someone's yeah. head, and I was just like, I who's, he who's that? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, he's really—he's really—he's yeah, <laughs> really close for me. I just thought he was in amongst everything, just really calm, level-headed on yeah. the ball. But I think I'm probably just going to do it to Stuart for the same reason yeah. Sam said. That he's just more than just that striker. Just I'm looking up one minute he's got a chance on goal. The next I've looked up and he's defending yeah. our 18-yard box. He's phenomenal. So probably Stuart for me. I'm just going to go for Evans just because you both said Stuart. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, that's it from us. I think we're, we need a beer after this. We're we're quite depressed and yeah. deflated. So. I'm sure the lads will be back with a full review of that uh, horror show in the last 10 minutes, but I suppose we didn't lose in the end and we'll move on to Wednesday and I'm sure we'll talk to you then. So leave it from us here. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.